This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are live right now, taking your calls at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. Dream Team is in studio, Michelle and Dion all show long, so give them a call, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. And of course, if it's Thursday, it's open call, so anything you want to talk to us about, give us a call. Oh, and shout out to my mom, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, mom, love you. So today we have a very exciting guest in studio. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Katie Leonard, president of Johnson College, a private two-year college offering 14 degree programs providing students with technical skills and the education needed to succeed in our industry-driven world. Over the last 10 years, Dr. Leonard's contributions to the college have included reestablishing the alumni program, increasing annual giving, and executing the college's first ever capital campaign, which raised over five million to build the new Health Sciences Technology Center, which is the largest building project to date. Dr. Katie has her doctorate in education and serves on several boards, and we're so excited to have you in studio today. Thank you. So excited to be here. Welcome. Well, first off, Thanks. congratulations on all of your success that you've achieved at Johnson College. It's just amazing, and I had to Thank cut you. your bio down. Otherwise, we'd, <laughs> we'd talk about it all the way to the break with everything Thanks. you've done. We're really excited to do a show on the skilled trades, because we haven't done a full show on this. And this has kind of been coming up in in debate. Should I go to a four-year college? Should I Mm -hmm. pursue the trades? And we get these questions all the time. So I'm really excited to do an entire show on this. And I'd love to just start with, since you have such deep expertise in this area, can you just share some of the benefits of attending a two-year program like the one offered at Johnson College? Sure. I think I always say anybody that's considering career and uh, technical education, if you really are a person that wants to experience your education, this is the type of education uh, for you. So some things to, you know, think about if you prefer hands-on learning over just being in like a big lecture hall, definitely, you know, look at career and technical education. Um, Also, if you want to get a family sustaining wage job and quickly, that's something else you really want to think about when you're looking and thinking about career in technical education. Um, And also, if you're cost conscious, which, you know, who isn't, that's something else that, you know, to think about when you're thinking about career and technical education. Yeah, we're hearing so much buzz now about how much debt students are going yes. into in four-year colleges, and I think the current average is 37000 which actually is is low compared mm-hmm. to, to what you you hear yeah. from a lot of people that you, know, you talk to. So what's the difference there? I mean, what are you sure. talking about? I'm sure you still come out with debt. We, yeah, they do. So like you said, the, the average debt for a four-year institution is typically around 37000 You know, for us, we typically typically see about 12,000. But what they gain at the end of the two years is so much more. I mean, we have interns making, you know, starting at $18, $19 an hour, and it only goes up from there after they finish their internship program and actually have employment. So, I mean, average salaries typically are anywhere between $45,000 and $60,000. Those are median salaries. Um, so those are really good salaries. These are really good salaries. If somebody's starting to research this idea about going into a trade school, where do they start? Uh, Definitely online. And I think some things to think about as you're doing some research, especially for a career in technical college, is you want to ask, so how much hands-on is there going to be in your program of study? A lot of schools will say they're hands-on or they provide a hands-on education. And then once students get there, they realize um, there really isn't as much hands-on and they're still stuck you know, in a classroom being lectured at. So ask how much hands-on. Uh, we typically are over 70% hands-on 
hands-on, and we hear from both students and employers that that's really great. They're very satisfied, and they they appreciate that much hands-on work. You also want to look into what are the placement rates. Again, when people talk about placement rates, they say, "Well, I went to undergraduate and I got an English degree, and you know now I'm working in retail." And some schools count that as placement, which is great. But for us, we talk about in-field placement rates. So you want to make sure you ask about that in-field placement rate. That the area that I studied. Is the same area that I'm getting a job into, so you can immediately apply the skills that you're learning, and also ask like, what's the exposure to employers, and how quickly am I going to get exposed to employers? You know, we've we've done a lot of research on this, and we try to get students exposed to the employers that we have connections with from the first week that they're on campus,、wow. whether employers are coming into the classroom. Or our faculty are taking them out、uh, into industry, or we have guest speakers, we have career fairs. So, how quickly is that exposure? Because you want to be able to build those relationships from the moment that you step on that campus, so that you you know you're going to have、uh, employment. And then another key thing is, you know, ask about the experience of your instructors. You know, our instructors. We just you know hired a, our a department chair, and he has over thirty. Years experience in his field, so not just starting out as a technician, but his last position was service manager of one of the largest um, Kentworth um, dealerships、uh, in Pennsylvania. And with that experience comes, guess what? A lot of connections in、yes. the industry, which, <laughs> as we know, is one of the best ways to get a job. And I'm gonna、yeah. I'm gonna kind of get on a soapbox for a second about research because here's the thing: whether you're looking at a two year trade school, you're looking at a four year college, or you're looking At a certification program, please, please, please do your research. Brochures are meant to entice、mm-hmm. you, and as somebody who has a degree in research, what I can tell you is that is there's a lot of ways to spin the data, and there's a lot of articles out there, Doctor Katie, that talk about, oh yes, four year degrees are still worth it, but you have、mm-hmm. to look at the source. Who's publishing those?、Um, probably a four year college <laughs> is publishing those. You have to look at the reasons. You have to look at is it for you. The context, the variables, who paid for the study? Because the fact is, what the research study comes to a conclusion on may be right for you or may not. Because the the people who participated may be nothing like you. And I can give you a great example. You probably heard the the research study that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. What you probably didn't know is that that was first published in 1917 in an issue of Good Health. Guess who the editor of Good Health was?、Uh, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, somebody who makes, let's say, <laughs> breakfast cereal, who had a vested interest in making sure that people believe this. Now, you know, you may debate it is the most important, it isn't the most important, but when you do your homework, you can come to a good decision for you, not for、yeah. not for your parents, not for、mm-hmm. your friends, not for what everybody else is doing, but for you. And so, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Dr. Katie, because I think we don't do that enough.、Mm-hmm. We, we we're giving our money. Over and we、yeah. don't know what we're getting. Well, and I think too, people forget that they can always stack their credentials. So we have wonderful relationships with with four year institutions and those that have graduate programs. And you know, people sometimes forget that you could you you can get a great start at a two year institution, go out there, get a great job, and then go on to a four year institution. And many times, you know, that's another question to ask: like how how many of the credits transfer、um, if somebody wants to go on then for a four year degree and and so forth. So it's, I mean, you know, it's always about just kind of where you start, where you want to end up, how quickly you want to get out into the workforce,、mm-hmm. make that money. And then, oftentimes, a lot of employers now are getting so much better at the incentive packages they put together for their employees. And many times, if you start with a two-year degree and hit the ground running, working, they're going to pay for you to go back、mm-hmm. to school. Yeah, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel One Thirty Two. I'm your host, Dr. John Graham, and we are talking all about. Careers in the skilled trades today. If you have a career in the skilled trades and you want to give us a call and share how you got that and what it's like, we'd love to hear from you. Or maybe you're questioning: Is this for me? Is it too late? Is it too expensive? I don't even know how to get started. Give us a call. We have Dr. Katie Leonard here, who's the president of Johnson College, and she can answer all of your questions at eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So let's talk about this. 
so so is it too late? Can you come at any age? What, what is the, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great question. It's never too late. So our average age of student um, is about 22 years of age. So we have a very high percentage of transfer students. About 39% of our most recent uh, freshman class uh, were transfer students. So again, they started a four-year institution thinking that that's like the only path to success. Um, so they start there and then maybe a semester or two and they realize, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm not now going to be able to have a job afterwards. I'm really worried about paying down my debt. Um, and they, they then look at Johnson College and, you know, or a technical and trade school and they realize, you know, this, this is for me. This is what I need to be doing. So they transfer. So we see a lot of students starting at 21, 22 years old. Um, but we also have older students, 30 year olds, um, that, you know, either got laid off and have some existing skills and now they want to learn the theory behind it and again be able to um, kind of retool those, their skill set and get back out into the workforce quickly. Um, and we've had 60-year-olds as well <laughs> come and graduate. So, And we have the, the traditional students right out of high school as well. So it really can be for, for anybody. So there's there's no time limit. And, and you're talking about bringing over credits from maybe you started at a four-year institution, mm-hmm. but it works the other way too. I mean, if they start right. at a trade school and they mm-hmm. decide, mm, you know, maybe I do want to go to a four-year college, you can you yeah. can do that too, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. A majority of credits will transfer, and like I said earlier, we have articulation agreements with a lot of our sister schools, um, so a majority of the credits will transfer if they want to go on for a four-year degree. Yeah, and I think regardless of, of where you decide to, to attend school, you have to ask these questions, because a lot of times we assume, and once <laughs> we're in and we're paying the money and we t- decide to make a change, it's too late. So I think yeah. that's one of the things that I want to stress on today's show, Dr. Katie, which is you know what your options are. Know what your options mm-hmm. are because sometimes you know you don't know until you start. Clarity comes through action. So sometimes you start out and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, this isn't for me. Right. But it's nice to know that you can take what you've earned and move it to somewhere else and not lose it. Hey, yeah. 844-942-7866, do you have a career in the skilled trades and want to share your story? We'd love to hear from you. Or maybe you just have a question on a career topic that you've been wanting to ask us here on Career Talk. It is open call Thursday if it's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We want to hear from you at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can also tweet at Dr. Don Graham if you have a question. We're here with Dr. Katie Leonard of Johnson College talking all about what it's like and what to think about if you're considering the skilled trades. So, okay, what about... Um, military veterans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so is this a good option? Definitely, because oftentimes they have um, skills, and now they, you know, they, they want to come to school and, and get the degree. So, we were actually um, we're, we're a military military friendly school, um, and you know, we have seen an increase in our veteran population over the years to the point where our students have established their own Student Veterans of America chapter. So, there's that support community for them as well, where they sometimes don't don't find that other places, but they can find it um, on, on a college campus. So it's it's really nice that they've sort of um, organized themselves and, and are there for each other. And there's there's a nice lunch every year um, for them. But it, this is it's a great option for veterans. And it take and it, like schools take the GI Bill and, and yes, yeah, we um you know we, we we look at that and we try to come up with like the best again customized package for them. We try not to waste their time um, because, like I said, many of them come with skills already. So we look at how much of that real-world um, credit uh, we, we can take and apply towards their degree. So let's talk a little bit about what are skilled trades, because we're, we're using this term, and I'm realizing mm-hmm. that you know maybe a lot of people are saying, I have no idea what that even is. And I know you have 14 <laughs> programs at Johnson mm-hmm. College, and you know there's probably even more than that. But, but let's talk about what are, what are some of the skilled trades that are really hot yeah. in today's market and growing that yeah. people might want to consider? Um, so it's anything from, you know, when you hear HVAC technician, which is always in demand, CNC programmer, um, 
Um, also, okay, you're using a lot of acronyms. <laughs> that, so I know HVAC is, is heating and cooling. Yeah, right? heating, okay. ventilation, air conditioning. Sometimes there's an R at the end to include refrigeration. Okay. Um, CNC is computer numerical controls programmer. So. Okay, still not helpful. <laughs> what is that? They're, you know, basically they, they don't just fix the machine, but they know how to program the machine to make it do all the great automated uh, work that, that takes place. Oh, so that's definitely got to be in demand. It's it's very much in demand to the point where now we have so many employers coming to us wanting sort of customized programs built um, f- because they have so many people retiring and it's almost becoming a lost uh, a lost skill. Um, so so they'll they'll work with us. Do you have to have any kind of technical expertise though to pursue that? Not, not to start. We'll we'll teach you that piece of it. I, we do say though try if it's if you like math um, or if you're maybe not as strong in math try to brush up on your math um, because that that's another sort of you know kind of perception we, we'd like to bust I think people think with you know the skilled trades they don't need math they don't need English and it couldn't be farther from the truth like they you know you definitely need math skills and especially for something like CNC yeah and and I would say that communication skills across the board I mean no matter yes. what you do and, yeah. and technology in a lot of ways you, yeah. it's really difficult to find any job today that doesn't either use a cash register or you know right. some kind of computer mm-hmm. to input information yeah. okay so we've got CNC we got HVAC. Give us some more acronyms. And anything in transportation, so whether it's automotive mechanic, uh, diesel truck mechanic, um, any like logistics is huge. Um, I think people, again, have this sort of stigma. They think logistics, they think, you know, with dark, dingy warehouse. And again, couldn't be farther from the truth. These are very, um, you need high skills. You need to be very organized. You need to, um, you know, just understand the whole science of really moving things from point A to point B. It sounds simple. And it's not. It's not simple. <laughs> and, you know, I think about just when you say logistics, I was Amazon comes to mind because it's yes. such. But I also think I, I used to, I did this research study in, um, you know, a place that ran all the trains, the Amtrak trains across the country. And that was amazing to see yeah. how they just know where all the trains are. And oh, when, yeah. I mean, logistics is everywhere. Yeah, it's huge. It really is. Um, and again, we, we work with employers, you know, it, especially like where, where we're at in Scranton, it is it is a transportation hub. You have how many highways coming in there? You have rail, you have a regional airport. I mean, it's like anything transportation related is, is hot. And all of these areas are growing. So it's not just something that you're going to have a job for the next couple of years. These are all projected um, to grow over the next seven to ten years and, and beyond. Yeah, and I, I was doing a little research for this show, and I mean, construction seems to be an area where they just cannot get enough people. Yes. I mean, and it, it's like, let's be realistic. I mean, construction's one of those jobs where you can age out of it just mm-hmm. because it's not something that you either want to or can continue to do. So so we're needing more people in this, and so is that is that something that falls under this bucket? We do. We, we also have a carpentry program. We have drafting. We have electrical construction and maintenance technology. We have electronics. So when you think about the buildings that are built and the houses that are built, like all of this, all of these types of programs contribute to all of that building that goes on. So yeah, this this is fascinating because like when you start to think about it, there's so many, when, you know, when I was reading up on Johnson College and 14 programs, and then you start to think about where all of these people are placed in, in yes. just about every industry yeah. and in every aspect of those industries. It's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Yeah. And I mean, you, you talk about any top employer and we pretty much have alumni there um, and they're, and they're so proud of their Johnson College education. It's, it's so nice. Um, they speak so fondly of it and sort of that that leg up that it that it gave them that you know oftentimes they were doubting themselves and is it you know even themselves like is it worth going to a two-year you know school where they're going to get like an associate degree and now they're like man this is I made the right decision this is where it's at and I'm doing great in life yeah they're out there earning money and their friends yeah. are, are still studying for exams I, mean, I, I look at the car that one of our, our diesel truck technology alums make and he's not that old he's not that that far uh, out from from graduate 
situation, and he, he drives a way nicer car than I'm ever going to drive. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that because I'm sure a lot of people have that question. You know, what is so? So I think they realize that the benefit is immediate earning potential, mm-hmm. which is which is great. So, what is that earning mm-hmm. potential, and then what is that earning potential over a lifetime? Because I think that's sure. that's obviously a different variable. Yeah. So, so like I said, the the median for for most of these are between forty five and sixty, and then you know if if you become a service manager, let's say whether it's a you know diesel let's take for an example i mean we're we're talking over six figures over uh over lifetime close to you know between 80 and and up um and you know same with a lot of these we, when we talk about even the health sciences with radiologic technology um the, you know the median then shoots up to like over 60 and what they can make especially if they end up working per diem um if they're if they're really good so again it's not just the the immediate but it's over the long term as well the benefits mm-hmm. 844-942-7866 hey are you considering a job in the skilled trades maybe you want to learn about more cnc and hvac <laughs> and lots more uh, opportunities that are out there but if you've not considered it or maybe you have some questions you're listening on the right day if it's thursday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific we are here on career talk live with dr katie leonard i'm your host dr don graham and you can reach us at 844 wharton 844-942-7866 and if you're thinking about making a switch don't forget switchers how smart professionals change careers and see success is available on amazon on kindle audible and hard copy so you might consider getting that book as part of your switch okay so Let's talk a little bit about placement because mm-hmm. I think this is one of the places where trade schools have a huge advantage over four-year colleges. And, and I obviously work at a university and I know that the expectation coming in is that that you're going to place us in, in jobs. And we just mm-hmm. – it's it's that's not the model. We, we help people perhaps – get internships we help them with their resumes but i mean it is it is not a placement model necessarily so yeah. tell us about that sure. in a trade school again so we always begin with the students end in mind again they they want that job in field um, not just any job so all of our programs have a program advisory committee so in addition to our wonderfully skilled faculty um, these individuals on our program advisory committees come straight out of industry they have different levels of experience and they help craft the curriculum. So right there, you know, we have typically between six to 15 program advisory committee members for each program. So right there, students are surrounded with six to 10 immediate contacts that are from their field of study that they're going to meet from the first week that that they're on campus. And and it only expands from there. Like I said, we have such great connections um, with every industry that we serve. And they they come in, um, they talk to students, and and it's so great for students to hear because I can sit there and tell them as president and CEO, our faculty can sit there and tell them, you know, what employers need. But when they hear directly from the employer – um, what their earning potential could be and how they're going to immediately be able to apply the skills they're learning in the classroom. I mean, you just see a total transformation in the student and it's so rewarding for the student and the employer because they know uh, what, what they're going to get um, at the end. There's also career fairs where, you know, we're busting at the seams with our career fair. We always have them on campus um, and we, we can accommodate about up to 80 employers and we, and we get close to that um, every time that we we have a career fair, and we also bring students to employers. So, is this typical? I know you you um, have created a stellar program at Johnson College. Is this is this typical? And how can prospective students ask the right questions to find out that okay, did you just right. offer a few career fairs? Are people mm-hmm. actually getting jobs and what they want to get jobs? Right. In? Yeah. So we also really tout our statistics. So right now um, we're accredited by two institutional accreditations. So another acronym ACCSC, which is the Accrediting Commission for Career Schools and Colleges, and um, a more, I think, widely known, uh, which is Middle States. Mm-hmm. Um, so ACCSC holds us to a very high standard when it comes to placement. So it, we're not just like talking this, but you know, we're walking this every single day. Um, we really want to kind of meet that, but not just meet the benchmark, but be above it every single year that we're reporting to ACCSC. They hold us accountable. Uh, we hold ourselves accountable. And 
that's one way that we can demonstrate um, to students and, you know, anybody considering um, Johnson College that, hey, again, we don't just talk this, you know, this is this is how we work. We we really um, we really can demonstrate that that we get people jobs. And so people who are considering this should look for those accreditations. Yeah, accreditations. And again, as I mentioned earlier, those those placement stats, don't be afraid to ask, like, you know, again, not just general placement, because as you mentioned earlier, I think schools are very good at how they mm-hmm. frame their uh, placement statistics, but specifically ask, what is your in-field placement rate? If I'm coming to school um, for electronics, what is what is what has been your placement rate um, for this program for the last five years? If a, if a school can't produce that that data, I I would run. <laughs> You'd run, yeah. And I think I think you know talking about like not just in in-field placement, but also you know what what does the career center offer? What you know? Mm-hmm. What's the ratio of of counselors to students, or mm-hmm. what? What? How many events do you offer? I mean, right. getting really Those, specific mm-hmm. because it's not enough to say, "Oh, we have a career center." Right. I mean, what? What is your expectation, and are they going to meet that expectation? Yeah. And ask it early on. If you go to, you know, if you go to an open house, which a lot of times that's how many people have their first encounter with individuals um, at at a college or university. Ask those questions early on. Like I said, um, you know, everyone tries to think, you know, with the with the end in mind. So what is what is your end goal? And then back up from there, then ask those questions that are going to help you get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Dr. Katie Leonard, and we are having fantastic discussion about the skilled trades. If you've got a question, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, we are live all hour, and we're going to go to Scott in Pennsylvania. Welcome to Career Talk, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hi, doctors. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks Thanks. for calling. What's on your mind today, Scott? I own a heating, air conditioning, and plumbing uh, contracting business in State College, Pennsylvania, which is the home of Penn State University. And um, I've been in the industry now for about 35 years, and and this is as difficult a time as we've ever had Mm -hmm. finding employees. And uh, one of our challenges isn't so much convincing the students to be involved in our area. It really is convincing the parents that there's an alternative to their four-year college that everybody's been preaching for the last, you know, 30, 40 years, and the trade school is a, is a very viable option. That mm-hmm. is, yeah, that is such an interesting thing because I think that's, you know, you're in an age when you're 17, 18, mm-hmm. and you're very influenced by by your family. And so, so Dr. Katie, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you get around that? Yeah, that's such a great point. We talk about that all the time, usually, especially at open houses and, and, you know, when parents are on tours with the student, typically like we have the student, like they're, they're engaged, you know, and, and to, and to Scott's point, it really is the parent that sometimes we're trying to convince, um, more. Um, so again, we really just talk up, um, that, that they are getting a degree because sometimes people forget that, that there's value in that degree because of you know what the what they're going to gain at the end in in terms of uh of employment but then we also talk about what's what's projected in all of these areas if you look at um there's so many surveys i think most recently there there was a manpower um survey too about like the talent shortage and you know they have like a list of top 10 and a majority of them um in this shortage are areas that that we that we cover um, that we educate students and so we we really try to just educate the parents as much if not more um, than the prospective student and really try to throw that that data out them because and I have like you know I've been at the college a little over eleven years not the whole time as president and CEO but I have started to see the tide turn a little bit because I think there's a lot of distrust right now just in in general when it comes to to higher ed so you know. prospective students, but especially parents, are becoming a lot more savvier about researching institutions um, and and educating themselves in terms of the value of the degree that their child is going to receive. Yeah. And Scott, do you what do you say to parents um, who come across and say, yeah, this is not this is this is not something that I'm going to push my child into? Do you have any advice that you give them? No, but I think I think the uh, the idea of starting earlier than high school. So we're mm-hmm. actually starting to have conversations at the middle school and even elementary school levels uh, yeah. to try to change that mindset of the parents. 
That's that, that. That's a great point, Scott. I think that we've we've done the same thing. It isn't enough anymore to just go into the high schools, but really, um, we try to bring even STEM activities. You know, as young as like second, third grade, uh, into some of the schools, just you know, to help everyone's understanding of you know what it means to to have a, a STEM career and to start seeing it and to see that it's it's not scary and it's really interesting and it's very engaging work. Um, and the earlier that that we can start that the better. Yeah, great point, Scott. And um, it's if you have a question, maybe you're a parent out there and you're debating whether or not this is something and you just need to get more information, give us a call. Today's the perfect day. We have Dr. Katie Leonard here answering all of your questions on Career Talk Live. If it's Thursday, 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. Thank you for your call, Scott. And it sounds like he's hiring. So, hey, right. if, you're, <laughs> if you're in HVAC, you've got somebody to call and you're in State College. There you go. Um, but right now, we have to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? And this is so not planned, but my quiz has to do with an acronym. So I'm super excited that that just worked out. So depending on where you live, it's likely that you see a CVS drugstore in every corner. So you may know that zip code stands for Zone Improvement Plan or that IBM stands for International Business Machines. But do you know what CVS stands for? Do you know? You see them all the time. You shop there all the time. Maybe you get your prescriptions there. Do you know what CVS stands for? Give us a call if you think you know 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM, channel 132, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here in Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 132. Hey, just in case you missed the pre-break quiz, depending on where you live, it's likely you see a CVS drugstore on every other corner. But do you know what CVS actually stands for? <laughs> if you think you know, give us a call at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. And we are here live if it's Thursday noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, with Dr. Katie Leonard, President and CEO of Johnson College, which is a private two-year college offering 14-degree programs in the skilled trades. And Dr. Katie, how can people reach you if they want more information about Johnson College or the sure. trades in general? Yeah, our website is johnson.edu. Um, they could do info at johnson.edu uh, for our email as well. So let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, so Scott brought up a great question uh, about how do you get parents to to be more informed about this. So are, are there traits or qualities of you know who su- is suited better for a four year versus who is suited better for a trade? school that, you know, people can kind of self-assess about themselves? Yeah. So I think, again, if you know, if you just grow up and you like to tinker, um, or if you can look at something, you're like, well, like I might not know how, but I think if I dig in, I could really figure out how to fix that. Um, and again, if you just want to more experience your education, if you're not somebody that likes to sit in a classroom and if you're not like an auditory learner where you're, you can kind of process as people are, are talking um, to you and then applying it, you know, on, on your own, um, you know, I think that's probably like a a person who can look um, to trade in, in technical education, someone that's really into technology, um, any kind of technology um, that, you know, that's definitely an ideal person. Um, if you gravitate towards math and science, if you have a general curiosity about things, um, I know I'm just always curious about how things work. I'm not good technically, but I love going to companies and just asking a ton of questions when I see it's not just like a piece of machinery to me or an engine. I'm like, well, how does that work? And how does that connect to that? And I just kind of am curious about the things that I use and how they actually work. And again, you know, sometimes how do things arrive at my doorstep in two days? Um, so if you if you're someone who's naturally curious, um, you know it's the, those are definitely the the types of people that I think it would be a good fit for. 
Yeah, and I think like anybody who's either deciding to make a career switch or maybe just deciding what career they want in general, you know, go check it out. Go shadow yeah. somebody. Go, you know, ask ask whether it's your parents or your friends or people you know, hey, do you know anybody who's doing this? Because I'd love to just see a day in the life of. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of the best ways. We know clarity comes through action. And sometimes it's just... Yeah. The the experience of it that gets inside you and you're like, yes, this is what I want to do. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. And we, we try to do um, field trips to even our campus for, you know, young students, too. I know we talked earlier with with the caller, Scott, uh, about trying to get uh, younger students. And you're right. The minute that they come on campus, people absolutely love it. You see students' eyes light up, whether they're a third grader or whether they're a 20-year-old. Um, and especially, too, if they're familiar with some of the equipment that we use on campus you know they they can talk that language with our faculty you know they know what a cummins engine is and what the difference is between engines or between you know pieces of of machining equipment and then what we find is that they finally find their group of people that they can have those types of conversations with and it's so nice to see that sense of belonging develop. I mean they really sort of find their their tribe when they <laughs> when they get there so like I had nobody else to I always liked tinkering. I always liked, you know, making things and discovering things and now I have a group of people that I can talk to about it. And I also think the the idea that we're seeing now because the the increase in four-year college tuition has grown, you know, astronomically in comparison to just the regular inflation rate. A lot yeah. of people are starting at two-year colleges mm-hmm. for, you know, just to, to save some money. And it's like, it, the great yeah. thing is, is you have options. I mean, mm-hmm. I think when we make a decision, we, we create this black and white, it's one or the other, and I can never right. change my mind. And it's just like, you have to think about the yeah. long term, yeah. you know? And and people often think there's only one way towards success. Well, and, and I've heard that a lot, especially from parents, you know, well, my child, you know, needs to do better than I did. And that means I didn't go to any college. So that means automatically it's a four-year college for them. And, you know, like you said earlier, nobody takes sometimes that step back to say, well, what's the best fit for, for my child or where, you know, where, where can they, where can they, you know, thrive um, best. And then again, you started a two-year school and, you know, you can stack those credentials and you can even start, you know, if you're not sure it's right for you, start taking something through continuing education Uh um, at, at a college or university. See, see if you like it, see if it's for you and then make that that investment. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's important to check out the market. The market has changed so much and so quickly now. Yeah. I mean, just so quickly. And if you went to college 20 years ago and you were thinking about the jobs that were available, I mean, it's so different. And there's a lot of companies, Google, Ernst & Young, um, IBM, Bank of America, Starbucks, Apple, that don't require a four-year degree mm-hmm. to get in the door. You know, they yeah. want people who have the skills. If you have mm-hmm. the skills, that's the cost of entry. That's right. <laughs> Those skills have become so critically important. Mm-hmm. So I think I think researching what's out there and where the market's going and what are the mm-hmm. in-demand careers is is a good step too. What yeah. is the cost of entry to get into a two-year trade school? Do you have to take a standardized test? Do you have to have certain grades? I so mean- yeah, so we do. So some two-year schools have have open admissions. We we don't. All of our programs have some type of um, admissions requirements. Um, but you know we we look at the standard things like how like what your performance was in high school, what your your transcript. Um, we look at SAT scores. Um, we do, you know, have have a placement test, but just really to get a feel for where students are at with their math and English uh, aptitude. Um, so, you know, we look at G- GPA, all of that. Um, but really, too, um, again, and we're smaller and, and we can do this, but we really like to get to know students. So inviting them to a discovery day, as you mentioned earlier, having them see the program in action, see current students in action, and really sort of observing that student, like where do their eyes light up and how do they? Um, because oftentimes someone might not look the best on paper, but then when you meet them and they talk about um, their experiences and how they always like to, you know, you know, fix, you know, engines 
in in their garage and then they're in that environment and you just see a totally different person we really take that into consideration as well so i'm i'm just thinking about what if you know you kind of high school wasn't for you sitting in the classroom wasn't for you and you you kind of crashed and burned and you know, you don't have the best track record, but mm-hmm. you know, you either love to do construction or, or automotives mm-hmm. or whatever it is your passion is. Um, and I recognize this will be different from school to school, state to state, but what can you do to get back on track so that you can maybe get into a trade school and pursue this? Because let's face it, if, if, if sitting in the classroom isn't right for you and been forced to do that for four years in high school, you may not have the best yeah. track record. Sure. So we, again, we have wonderful partnerships with our sister institutions. So if, if somebody doesn't have a high school diploma, um, there's great GED um, programs out there and, and we work with our institute. Uh, other institutions on that but also too like we'll we'll look at everybody's sort of life experience you know prior learning we'll do like a whole prior learning assessment again even you know individuals from from the military they might have not any formal credential but they've got a ton of applicable skills and Mm -hmm. um, we'll do some competency-based testing in that case Um, and then again if they if they're sort of um, I don't want to say deficient in an area but if they if they need more practice um, you know we we can put them on a a college prep track, or um, we can really customize um, their schedule um, to make sure that they get the, that they are as prepared as possible to start the the program coursework. And are there loans or other ways? I mean, I know the the cost is isn't as prohibitive necessarily as a four year college, but again, if you're yeah. if you're kind of trying to get back on your feet and move in this direction, money may be something that could be tied as well. Sure, yeah, and our our financial aid advisors are always there, and that that's another good question to to ask, you know, um, you, you don't just want to kind of go into a room and have to fill out some type of financial form. You, you want someone who's going to, like, take their time, um, sit with you. Many of our students are first generation um, or, you know, they're they're going into what's considered, you know, for them a non-traditional career um, or they're feeling not as prepared. Um, so we make sure that, that we sit with them, and, and I don't want to say handhold, but really empower them um, and work with them through the entire process. We'll talk with them about loans. We'll talk to them about their credit score. Talk to them about financial literacy. Um, so again, it's not just about the the education, but we want to make sure that they're successful in reaching all of their life goals. So from you know day one, we want to make sure we we equip them with with whatever they need, and we'll we'll walk them through that whole process. Yeah, that's fantastic. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel. 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Dr. Katie Leonard, who is the president and CEO of Johnson College. She is live in studio. So if you've got a question about the skilled trades, maybe you're thinking about the future of your high school student right now and you want to ask Dr. Katie a question, give us a call 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. But right now, we have to answer our pre-break quiz. Okay, so depending on where you live, it's likely you see a CVS on every corner. Maybe you knew that zip code stood for Zone Improvement Plan. Did you know that, Dion? Nope. No. Yep, me either. Um, or that IBM stood for International Business Machines. Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay, so then the next one's going to be hard. <laughs> Do you know what CVS stands for? Somewhere you probably shop like several times a month. Um, I mean... All right. So yeah. is, is there like a silent and in there? No. Oh, no. No, okay, it's literally three words. Bam, um, bam, bam. I'm going to say, oh, I had I had Via's Vitamin Ooh. and Services. Ooh. Um, care Vitamin Services. Oh. <laughs> care Vitamin but there's no and in services. Right. So. No, it's so much more basic than that. <laughs> it's so much more basic. So I know Michelle is on the phone. So we, we. <laughs> I was going to say very similar, which okay. Dion stole part of my answer. But yeah, he does care, that. value, and service. That's care, value, and service. Okay. Well, um, Michelle got one out of three, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to point out that we did have have uh, the same C, but it's not PG thirteen. Oh, 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 well, anybody, anybody who listens to this show knows we, we stick with PG-13, regardless of how, how uh, provocative the question is. Um, we're going to go to Kate in Ohio. Kate, Kate, what does CVS stand for? CVS stands for 
stands for Consumer Value Stores. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Now, please tell me you did not Google that, Kate. Kate. I did not Google it. I was in my car. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. All right, yes. Kate. How do you know that? Driving. How do you know that, Kate? Well, I believe it's a Massachusetts company, and I'm from Massachusetts, and it's been around for quite a while there. I, I want to say it's from Brockton, but I could be wrong. You know way so, more about it than I do. Right? <laughs> I will say that. But I know. I know. That is that is awesome. Don't... It was, yeah, it was just a little, you know, drugstore chain, and it's expanded all over the place. So there you go. I know. <laughs> I remember being a teenager shopping there and thinking to myself, what does CVS stand for? And then, you know, we didn't have Google in those days, so I just, <laughs> you know, never, never knew. Perfect. Thank you so much for giving us a call, Kate. That was a tough one, but now everybody will remember when they look at a CVS consumer value store. No, we won't. No, okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. But but here's here's it. This was my original question because you oh, know boy. I I know this was so much harder. Do you know what CAPTCHA stands for? What? You know CAPTCHA when you have to type in a, like series of letters or numbers to so you're not a robot. Like on oh, a website. Okay. Do you know what CAPTCHA stands for? No, it's too many letters. I know. I, was, I, didn't, get, I didn't get the three for I CVS. I know, I know. That's why Like last night I was like, ooh, CAPTCHA. Maybe I should just go with CVS. That might yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> well, for anyone who's interested, CAPTCHA stands for Completely Automated Turing Test to Tell Computers and Humans Apart. Oh, yeah. I would have got that. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I, that's, I know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know there, there was a, a pronunciation for that. I just... Saw it. I never read it. See, you never fail to learn something on this show. I'm just right. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Dion hates me. <laughs> You're just listening to the radio right now. Guess what? You're tuned into Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are here talking with Dr. Katie Leonard. We're going to go right back to the phones with Robin in New Jersey. Robin, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Thank you so much. First of all, I just have to tell you, Dr. Dawn, and I wish your show was on more frequently. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, my question is for Dr. Katie. Uh, I'm with a company, Express Employment Professionals, and oh, yeah. we place a lot of people with the skilled trades um, mm-hmm. located in New Jersey and support, and support locations in New Jersey and Connecticut that are in desperate need for, for the skills that you're trains for so I'm so excited to learn more I wanted to know if you have uh, hands-on training so for that CNC Mm -hmm. programmer do do they have a certain hours where they are performing the actual task so that if we're placing one of your graduates we can say yes they have experience Uh, yeah absolutely so we and most of our programs our average is 70 percent hands-on 30 percent theory so we teach them the 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 book work sort of the the theory behind what they're going to be doing and but a majority of their time is spent actually applying uh, what they're learning and and practicing and and practicing a lot Um, for our cnc class it it varies a little um, depending on the skill level of the individuals coming in it could be a 200 185 hour class uh, up to over a you know 800 hour class but out of you know those hours um, 70 at least 70 percent will be uh, hands-on and that's either on the equipment on campus or at uh-huh. an employer site so they, wow. they get exposed to employers as well and what about your student demographic the, the geography where are you drawing your student population and 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 do you have does your career center also have alumni um, access for uh, opportunities. Yeah, so we uh, we're so we're located in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is in the northeast right. corner of the state, and we recruit from about a ninety mile radius out. But we have alumni all okay. over. Um, I would say close to ninety percent are located within Pennsylvania, but we do have pockets of alumni. We have one alum uh, I just went out to visit. He's out in Colorado working for Ball Aerospace. He's like a lead engineer uh, for Ball Aerospace space. Um, We have another pocket of alumni in California. Uh, We have an alum in Indianapolis who owns uh, some of his own companies. So uh, he will often try to recruit welders uh, from us and, um, you know, those that are skilled in manufacturing. So we do we do have alumni uh, all over. 
Great, great. Thank you so much. I'm I'm very excited to go to the website and get in touch with you guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Dr. Katie, one more time, how can people get in touch with you? Best way. Sure, johnson.edu. You can send an email to info at johnson.edu. And Robin, just tell her you, you heard her on Career Talk. And then you guys <laughs> That's right. love making connections. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> yeah. 844-942-7866 if you've got a question for Dr. Katie Leonard. And, you know, one of the things that I, um, you know, when I was researching this that, that you know, maybe a lot of people didn't know because I didn't know is that your program also has soft skills. So you, you, you have yes. communication, oh, decision so making, working yes. with customers like, you know, these are all critical. So it's mm-hmm. not just about learning whatever the trade is. It's about yeah. learning to deal with people and learning mm-hmm. to manage processes. And that's so important. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because oftentimes that gets overlooked with career and technical education. People just assume it. And while we do place the emphasis uh, on the technical skills, all of our programs of study come with general education requirements. So not just a nice to have, but all students have to take, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, math is is very important, um, but communication, writing. Um, so for us, it might not be, you know, students writing essays or, you know, for me, I was an English major, so I love to read and then write, you know, write reports, but it, it's more focused on that technical writing, more focused on how to tell that story to a customer when, you know, their, their, their dog comes in and is sick and this is how we've treated them or, you know, their car or their truck um, or a patient who has received an x-ray. So those skills are so critically important. And really getting down to the basics, too, helping students understand, you know, this is how you, you look somebody in the eye and deliver difficult information sometimes. This is how you, you know, hold somebody's, you know, you know, you know eye contact. Um, this is how you shake somebody's hand. This is how you network. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, bringing those employers in from day one. As I said, we, we start um, from the very beginning of their time on campus. I think that's so that's so critical because you mentioned earlier that that your faculty have this real world experience and so they're yeah. not just teaching theory they're saying look mm-hmm. you know this is how it is in the book yeah. but this is what's really going to happen <laughs> yeah. when you're talking with a customer mm-hmm. and that and that's why too we we encourage we we have live work that comes on campus especially in our automotive and diesel programs so you know faculty and staff can bring their cars up to our auto shop and it runs like a real auto shop so you don't know what's going to come through that door that day and you don't know how upset somebody is and so yeah our faculty need to prepare students not just for how to you know fix that car but how to help really help that that customer feel better about what's happening in their day mm-hmm. yeah and, and I, I imagine you get your car fixed for free <laughs> yeah. hey guess That's, what I know we're fixing hurt. my car today <laughs> and any any question I love it any question I have if we're doing home improvements you know and and I love our faculty have such a can-do attitude like they they look at something and no matter how badly broken it is they're like we can fix that <laughs> that's phenomenal that's it's just an extra extra perk of the job that's so right as we wrap up dr katie you know as some if somebody's considering and kind of juggling this decision what yeah. what is kind of your final advice for them to think about sure um i would just say again you know take into consideration you know what's the what the benefits are going to be over the long term you know certainly i know starting out sometimes two years can seem like a really long time but it goes fast especially when you're getting the type of exposure um, that career and technical education, you know, provides to, you know, the, the, you know, trade or technical area that you're passionate about, but also the employers that are going to, to employ you, um, sometimes even while you're still going to school. So I think that that's the most important thing. And also to a message, because um, we didn't touch upon it earlier, but I think it's really important. Um, you know, the, these are really good jobs for, for women as well. I think, you know, as sometimes people hear about the trade, they think, you know, well, that's just, you know, for, for, for men. And, but it's like, these are really good jobs for, you know, working women, um, you know, women that, again, want to advance like in, in a career. Um, you know, employers are really, you know, seeking out, um, you know, women applicants. I love, yeah, I love ending on that. That is such a great point. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Katie. And of course, Master Bill for making the introduction. <laughs> right. We love having you guys here in studio. Um, Michelle and Dion, you guys make this show fun. And of course, to all our callers and listeners, we are here for you every Thursday at noon Eastern, live on Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 132. We'll see you next time. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.